fam, it's your man Black and Valley coming at you. Man, you ain't gonna believe it. We here, oh my God. But well, we have season five. I can't believe season four is over. Man, we dropped 50 big ones and came and went like a hurricane. Man, we wanna thank you guys for your support, much love. But season five, here we go, going into 2022. We about to flip the script. Let me tell you how it's going down in season five. It's all about keeping it 100 as we always have from day one, but we going straight positive. You feel me? It is time. We need it. We pulling stories right from the news. We talking real life experiences. We looking at how we are coming together in these crazy, crazy times. Ain't nobody talking about it. I mean, no matter whether you're looking on your social media feed, whether you're looking on your local cable news network, it's like a sprinkle. You know what I'm saying? It's like a sprinkle. You may get a positive news story every now and then. Well, I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, the positive news is outweighing the negative news out there. They just ain't bringing it. You know what I'm saying? Despite the narrative, we are being forced to watch this on a one by one minute by minute basis. You know, we're being forced to watch all this negativity. Well, it ain't gonna go down like that on Black Man Over 50. Like I said, this your man Black. We're keeping it 100 as always on these shows. So give us your feedback. And remember to check us out on WKRN. We in three states now. Like I say, we in the NYC, we in Michigan, and we in Nevada. Check for the times at the end of this show. Peace, Blackout. What up, what up? It's your man Black and Belly coming at you with another Black Man Over 50. How we doing, fam? Oh my God, it's a beautiful day. Saturday, you know, Valentine's Day weekend. You already know. We got Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. So, you know, oh my God, how you living? How you loving? 
and how you treating your neighbor you already know today we are talking relationships we talking couples the whole nine yards you already know we're going in deep this show will be a long one i'm telling you right now i'm telling you right now so get ready get your paper your pen get your girl get your man sit down listen at your boy I will leave this course in the description. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to leave the description so you can follow up on it at your leisure and do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, the goal of 2022 and beyond is no new single parents. You feel me? You feel me? We in this We in this for the long one. You know what I'm saying? We can do this. We can do this. And so tonight's show, I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And so with that being said, let's just jump right into the show. Uh, I'm going to go over just the different topics that we're going to touch on tonight. Like I said, I'm going to touch on them lightly uh, because, you know, we don't want to make this an all-day event. You know what I'm saying? But I do want to give you all a good foundation. And so we're going to start with sharing strength and growth areas, you know, the areas that you need to share your strength and grow in. We're going to talk about communication. We're going to talk about personal stress. And, you know, we're also going to do a uh, what's called a personal stress profile. I'm going to give you the breakdown for that, and you can do that on your own. We're going to talk about conflict resolution, which I think is key, financial management, the money, you know, that, <laughs> that should be number one, but, you know, that's definitely an important factor in a relationship. Leisure activities. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about sex and affection. We're going to talk about the relationship roles, which I think is key. Spiritual beliefs, which is key, especially when you're talking about uh, interracial dating. And now we're getting an international dating and marriage. So, you know, spiritual beliefs is key. Marriage expectations. You know, so much needs to be put into what are the expectations of the marriage for each partner. And so that's key. Children and parenting. Now, this is an area, you know, like I said, I just want to touch on it because I believe that right now, you know, we probably have more relationships that have, you know, children involved that are from different parts of the relationship. You know, the husband's kids or the wife's kids. You know, in 2022, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you can see, you know, it starts from the beginning. You know what I mean? But a lot of us are hooking up in the middle of the game, you know what I'm saying? And so we're gonna talk about children and the parenting, because that's key. Couple and family maps. You may not even know what that is, but I'm gonna break that down. Basically mapping your relationship. Uh, personality traits, we're gonna talk a little bit about that, and then we're gonna just end it with the goals. You know, achieving your goals of your marriage, you know, whatever that may be, you know what I'm saying? And so everybody should have, you know, may have different goals for what their marriage is going to be. So let's just get right into sharing strength and growth areas. And so basically when you go and look at the, uh, in the description and you pull up the uh, actual course on this, which I hope you do, you will see that the, uh, the sharing strength and growth areas is actually a chart. And what they're going to basically ask you to do is select three strength areas and select three growth areas. And these are areas that, you know, you guys mostly agree on. It's positive in your relationship. Those are your strength areas. Your growth areas are the ones you mostly disagreement, disagree with and you need some improvement on. And so just to break down some of the areas, they got communication. You know, we share feelings and understand each other. Conflict resolution. We are able to discuss and resolve differences. Partner style and habits. We appreciate each other's personality and habits. Financial management. 
We agree on a budget and financial matters. Leisure activities. We have a good balance of activities together and apart. Sexuality and affection. We are comfortable discussing sexual issues and affection. Family and friends. We feel good about our relationships with our relatives and our friends. Relationship roles. We agree on how to share decision-making and responsibilities, children and parenting. We agree on issues related to having and raising children, and last but not least, spiritual beliefs. We hold similar religious values and beliefs. And the key is similar. You see what I'm saying? It don't have to be exact. You know, you just simulate on the same planet. You know what I mean? If you're on two different planets, that's another show. And so, you know, one of the things we want you to discuss, or I want you to discuss, you know, in the, in the, in the midst of doing the exercise, or even after the exercise, you know, and you want to take turns sharing what each of you perceive as your relationship strengths. Verbally, share one strength at a time until each have shared three. Use that same procedure to share and discuss your growth areas. Discuss three questions, and then discuss these three questions. Do any of your partner's responses surprise you? And so, you know, when you got... Now, first of all, let me... Before we even go through what I want you guys to discuss after you do this first exercise, keep in mind, number one, I am not... I, and I'm going to say it again. I am not a sexual therapist, a relationship counselor, a pastor, a preacher, any of the above. This is just your boy, Black. So I don't want you guys taking this, you know what I'm saying, and taking it to a completely another level. Now, like I say, when you go to the description... That information in the description is information given by a license, you know what I'm saying? And then they got a bunch of other material that you can take and run with it. But what I'm spitting at you right now, what I'm telling you right now, you know what I'm saying? You take it the way, you know what I'm saying, it needs to be taken, you know what I'm saying? And so, by that, did your partner's responses surprise you? In what areas did you mostly agree with your partner? And in what areas did you mostly disagree? And so this is going to set the foundation kind of for where you at in the game. And so let's move on to communication. Assertiveness. Assertiveness is the ability to express your feelings and acts for what you want in a relationship. See what I'm saying? Assertiveness is a valuable communication skill. It's a, in successful couples, both individuals tend to be quite assertive. Rather than assuming their partner can read their minds, they share how they feel and act clearly and directly for what they want. Now again, there's a difference between being assertive and being what I call a relationship bully. And that's the person who takes advantage of their position. You know, and it can happen with the men or it can happen with the women. You know what I'm saying? You just beating up on the person. Assertiveness is when both of you have the skill, see what I'm saying, to communicate your wants effectively. And usually that means without hurting the other person. You see what I'm saying? Assertive individuals take responsibility for their messages by using I statements. They avoid statements beginning with you. In making constructive requests, they are positive and respectful in their communication. They use polite phrases such as please and thank you. You see what I'm saying? And so, here, let me just give you an example. I'm feeling out of balance. While I love spending time with you, I also want to spend time with my friends. I would like us to find some time to talk about this. You see what I'm saying? Or, I want to take a ski vacation next winter. But I know you like to go to the beach. I'm feeling confused about what choice we should make. See, 
when you are in that mind frame, when you finna just give it to them, you gotta do it in a way in which everybody is in a win-win situation. You just can't just come off the hinges, you know what I'm saying, and start demanding. Demanding and being assertive is not the same thing, you see what I'm saying? Active listening. Here's something that for my fellas, we need to definitely, you know what I'm saying, understand this. Active listening is the ability to let your partner know you understand them by restating their message. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, I, you know, I'm in an international relationship. So, you know, you're talking about dealing with a completely different culture. See what I'm saying? And so, it just so happens that, you know, in my relationship, she speaks perfect English. See what I'm saying? So, the problem with that is I often assume that she understands what I'm saying because she's responding and she don't have a clue. You know what I'm saying? So, I have to work on this skill, you know, where I have to restate, you know, my message to her. You know, make sure she understood exactly what I'm saying. It says in this, you know, it says good, com- good communication depends on you carefully listening to another person. Active listening involves listening attentively without interruption and then restating what was heard. Acknowledge content and the feelings of the speaker. You see what I'm saying? Here's some examples. I heard you say you are feeling out of balance and enjoy the time you and, and enjoy the time we spend together, but that you also need more time with your friends. You want to plan a time to talk about this? See what I'm saying? That's a good response to that question without tripping. If I understand what you say, you are concerned because you want to go skiing next winter, but you think I would rather go to the beach. Is that correct? Again, you just making sure you are understanding exactly what the other person is saying. See, before you start taking what the other person is saying, and just being human, like I said, this is not playing blame on anybody, and you start formulating an answer based on what you think they said, because we only hear what we want to hear in most cases. Restate what they said, so that way you can make sure what you are getting ready to break down in your mind and come back with an answer is exactly what they said. And so once you can get that skill down, it'll take seconds at a time to to validate what somebody has said so that you can give an accurate response. Okay, let's keep it moving. Again, like I said, I don't want this to be all day, but it is a lot of content. Creating a wish list. In this exercise, you will individually make a wish list of things you would like more or less of in your relationship. Next, you take turns on sharing your wish list with each other. And again, I'm always state this. This is not the time to be on your high horse. If you're trying to strengthen your relationship, you want to know how the other person feels. We are not each other's slave. You know, people don't feel the way you want them to feel. They have their own feelings. And so the best thing we can do is understand what they are so that we can be a part of that. You know, we can't make them feel like we feel. So with that being said, you get a piece of paper, you make a wish list of three things you would like more or less of in your relationship. So three things you'd like more of, three things you'd like less of. Take turns sharing that wish list with each other. Keeping in mind the following. Here's the speaker's job. Speak for yourself. I statements. Again, this is what you want. So this is what I want, I want, I want. So don't say we need, you need, they need, the kids, no, no, no. This is what I want. Remember that. Describe how you feel if your wish came true. You know, how would you feel? 
if the you see here's the thing like i said i don't want to spend too much time on all these little details because we have so much content but so crucial here's the thing if you got everything that you want how would you feel and, and, and this is an exercise you need to do with yourself so that you can compliment your partners on the small achievements that they make again if they make small achievements towards what they think that you would like and it doesn't change your behavior or the situation what is the motivation to continue to keep doing stuff for you see what i'm saying so you need to think to yourself you know how am i going to respond or how would this make me feel you know once my partner starts doing some of the things that i wish he would do or she would do the listener's job repeat summarize what you have heard you see what i'm saying I would like you to clean up after yourself a little. So what you're saying is, you would like me to pick my stuff up. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And see, your boy hates that. In a, in a normal living, you know, like in a normal communication, I hate when people say what you mean to me because it makes me feel like you, you ain't listening to what I'm saying. But in this relationship exercise, it is so crucial that both parties are clear, and I mean crystal, ding, clear on what they are saying describe the wish and how your partner would feel if the wish came true see what i'm saying now it's your turn to describe that wish and how you think the partner would feel if that wish came true you see what i'm saying and so that's the deal so in your discussion you know what i'm saying how good were each of you at being assertive you know in what ways did you each effectively use active listening skills. And see, again, if your partner think they know you like your mama know you, they already cut you off after the first word because they already know what they think you think. So that's why I say with these exercises, kind of brush that to the side, start from scratch, allow the exercise to do its job. You know, you, you may go back after the exercise to the old way it used to be, but you won't get the most out of the exercise if you're going into it already, you know, defeated. You see what I'm saying? So let's go down to the daily dialogue and daily compliments. This is huge. I love it. I love it. I love it. And here's what we don't do enough of. We don't do enough of the right compliment. Like I said, you can say, babe, you look good. Very good compliment for self-esteem. You can say, babe, I uh, hope you had a good day at work. Very good compliment for motivation. But certain compliments go along with certain situations. And you know what I'm saying? So we need to know when and where to use certain compliments. And so let's get it. Daily dialogue is an intentional effort to talk about your relationship rather than discussing your activities that day. Let me say that again. An intentional effort to talk about your relationship rather than discussing your activities of that day. See, most people want to talk about their activities, and sometimes you had a bad day, so now the whole conversation is negative. So you want to start getting in the habit of mixing in and talking about that relationship. The focus of this dialogue should be on your feelings about each other and your lives together. Set aside five minutes per day to discuss the following. What did you most enjoy about your relationship today? Talking about you and, uh, and your partner. What was dissatisfying about your relationship today? And how can you help be helpful to each other? See, those three things somewhere throughout the day in a five-minute deal should be something that you touch on because that kind of cements the day. And see, if you get them habits down, you're never going to go into that week of not talking, month of not talking, everybody pissed because you're going to know 
in that day before you go to sleep what's going on. You see what I'm saying? Daily compliments. These help you focus on the positive things you like about each other. Every day give your partner at least one genuine, and that's what I mean about knowing which compliment, genuine compliment. These can be general, you are fun to be with, or specific, I appreciate that you were on time for the concert. See what I'm saying? And so they got some little exercises, communication skills to increase intimacy. You see what I'm saying? Again, you know, most men think, you know, oh man, you know what I mean? I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? And you got to understand, as you get older, so does your, so does that change for you. Just like it changes for women. Ain't no different. And so, same with women. You know, you think that, oh, you know, when I'm ready, he going to be ready. Well, no. Nah, you you got to do some work. This is why it's called a relationship and not a date. You see what I'm saying? Dates don't usually take work. You see what I'm saying? Because you're so fired up. you so... But relationships take work. You see what I'm saying? And so, let's get it. Get full attention to your partner when talking. Again, give full attention to your partner when talking. You can't be texting. <laughs> you can't be looking at the TV. You can't have no eye contact. See, again, we have gotten to a point in the computer age where we are bilingually giving our attention. Let me say it again. Bilingually giving our attention. We give half to the device and we give half to the person. Well, guess what? That doesn't work for every relationship. Some relationships, that's fine. Other relationships, you need to go to the basics, which is full attention. You see what I'm saying? And so start off with that if you are having some problems. You know, if you get that urge to grab the phone, or you get that urge to hit the TV, that could mean that the conversation is going too long. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but but know that you're already going off the rails when you start going that route. Focus on good qualities in each other and praise each other often. You see what I'm saying? Don't always focus on the negative. Be assertive. We already talked about that. Avoid criticism. So you can't be getting ready to get intimate or think your partner is going to be want to be intimate with you if you criticize them. If you must criticize, balance it with at least one positive comment. All right, let me give you an example. I appreciate how you take the trash out each week. In the future, can you remember to also wheel the trash can back from the end of the driveway, please? See what I'm saying? You gotta put some sugar on it. Listen to understand, not to judge. Again, when you're listening to somebody, you're listening to understand what they're saying. You're not listening to already bring the hammer on their head. You see what I'm saying? Because again, you know, if the goal is intimacy and to pro prolong the relationship, you're not trying to make this a painful experience. Use active listening. Summarize your partner's comments before sharing your own reactions or feelings. Again, you want to make sure that what you're about to spit out your mouth is exactly what your partner is talking about. Because you can get off page, get off the script, get off the lane, and you'll be talking about something altogether different, and you've been brought up a whole nother situation, and it won't be intimacy. <laughs> Avoid blaming each other and work together for a solution. Again, if you're in a relationship, the problem that arises, you see what I'm saying, it's usually going to take both of y'all to get out of it. You can't say, hey man, it's your problem, it's your fault. Hey man, that's your problem, that's your fault. No, 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 it's got to be a team sport. You see what I'm saying? Use the 10 steps approach. For problems that come up again and again and again, use the 10 steps for resolving couple conflict. 
You know what I'm saying? We'll talk about that. Seek counseling. If you are not able to resolve issues, seek counseling before they become more serious. Again, you're not in a prison sentence. You're in a relationship. You see what I'm saying? And at one point in that relationship, it was all good. You had never would have picked each other. And so when you see it coming off the hinges, you first try these type of, of, uh, uh, of measures, you know, when you try these type of things. And if this don't work, you get some professional counseling because that should be your ride or die person. All right, identifying most critical issues. Do you control stress in your life or does stress control you? That's the first statement before you even look at your partner. It's the stress that's getting you pissed, not your partner, the situation. Stressors are events that cause an emotional and or physical reaction. Stress can be positive, weddings, job promotions, or negative, loss of a job, car accident, major illness. But what is important is to be able to manage the many stressors in your life. One way to manage stress is to prioritize the issues that are most important to you. Another is designed to decide what issues can be changed or resolved and which ones can't. I got a good partner that always says, dude, only fight the battles you can win. And your boy Black comes back every time with the craziest answer. I can win them all. He just shake his head. You know what I mean? He's older. He's wiser in a lot of stuff. I'm still the young bull in the china cabinet. You know, and I'm trying to get it all. But he knows, you know what I'm saying, the way to keep the stress down is do what you can do. Fight the battles you can win. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to give you an exercise. You see what I'm saying? If you go down into the description and pull it up. When you select four issues that are most stressful for each of you. Both of y'all select issues that are stressful. You review each issue and put it into one of four cells below. You see what I'm saying? That you're able to change it or it's difficult to change. And then you put it from low priority to high priority. And then you start going from there. You see what I'm saying? How do we plan to cope with this? Can you accept or forget about this? You know, is it, you know, you start going through what they got you going through. And so the discussion at the end of that exercise should be, you know, couple, uh, select one issue from box one that you will work on together as a couple. Work together as a team to achieve your goals. Communicate about the issue, use good conflict resolution, resolution skills, and be flexible with one another. You know, you just can't be like it's either my way or the highway. Balancing your priorities. <laughs> okay, and this is an exercise that you're going to do together on a sheet of paper that they're going to put down there for you. But they're going to have you indicate how much time you have to spend on each of these areas. See what I'm saying? And then decide how much time you would like to spend. You see what I'm saying? Your goal then is to decide and achieve that goal. So they got like work and personal and marriage, home, family, and then they break it down. And so you get to decide... You know, how many hours, what your goal is, how will you move towards your goal. So that, that's what, that should be pretty fun. And at the end of that exercise, you should be discussing what areas feel out of balance for you. You know, like somebody put down, I ain't got no time for this. And then on your sheet, you know, you got, I got, I don't want 20 hours of time for this. All right, that's out of balance. What steps must you take in order for your goal to become reality? And so, you know, you guys talk about that. Personal stress profile. Things like wedding stress. You know what I'm saying? Difference and disagreements are as inevitable in wedding planning as they are in marriage itself. This is a good time to learn how to deal with them. Here are some strategies you might find helpful. And so they're just using wedding stress as an example of a maximum level of stress on your head 
that you will hit in different areas throughout your relationship. So some of the things you can do, you know what I'm saying, when you start hitting this stress, is consider the big picture as it affects each decision. See what I'm saying? You always want to look at the big picture before you start running your mouth. Ask yourself who cares more about the issue. You know what I'm saying? You want to make sure you focus. Periodically assess, and if it's wedding planning or any other thing, assess your stress and feelings of competency. How much do you know about what you're stressing on? Because you may need some help. Teach and learn from one another rather than assuming the other one gets it. See, again, we say what's on our mind, we say it, we go walk it out, and the other one looking at you, they ain't got a clue what you're talking about. See what I'm saying? Make sure everybody on the same page. Consider whether deeper issues are underlying in your conflict. Sometimes, I would say, you know, whatever you are upset about, you ain't even the issue. It's something else, and that's just the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I'm saying? And so you got to get to that main issue, not just the straw, if you want to really clear up the problem. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, a, that's effective communication. Conflict resolution, which is huge. Now, conflict resolution is so huge, it's like drinking. You know, they got a 10-step program for that. You know what I'm saying? It's 10 steps for resolving a conflict because conflicts, you know, can ruin relationships. I mean, that can just be it. So I'm just going to run through the 10 steps, but I'm not going to go into them. Get, if you get the program, you know, if you download the program, it's going to give you the whole nine on it. You know, first thing, you want to define your problem. Be specific. Like I'm telling you, most people's problem is not what they're telling you. It's something you did two, three years before. So be specific about the problem. You know, list the ways, you know, you each contribute to the problem. See what I'm saying? So if it's a problem, you want to list the ways you contribute and the other one contributes, not just them. List past attempts to resolve the issue that were not successful. Again, we want to write this down. This is not something you just spitting out your mouth because, like I said, the other person is probably not retaining. Brainstorm 10 possible solutions to the problem. Do not judge or criticize any of the suggestions at this point. We're just writing it down. Discuss and evaluate each of the possible solutions. Be as objective as possible. Talk about how useful and approach each suggestion uh, from a standpoint of resolving that issue. You see what I'm saying? That was number five. Number six, agree on one solution to try. Number seven, agree how you will each work towards this solution. See what I'm saying? Because most of the time, it's only one person working towards fixing and the other one and threw their hands up. You see what I'm saying? Agree how both of y'all going to work to it and be specific. Agree on a time frame or actions to show if the agreed solution is working. You know what I'm saying? That's number eight. Number nine, set up another meeting to discuss your progress. And number ten, reward each other for progress. Again, rewards are huge. How to take a timeout. I bet you thought only kids got timeouts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, sometimes your butt need a timeout, too, because you off the hinges. You out of control. You see what I'm saying? Here's what I always tell people. If you're saying something that you don't want somebody to say to you, or you saying it because you feel like you got the power to say it, but you know if they say it to you, you're going <laughs> to make them wish they never would have said it, then that's when you need to take a, take a timeout. See what I'm saying? Because you out of you, 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 you out of you out of control. You know. See, here's a here's here's a quote from my man Martin Luther King. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. See what I'm saying? So if you're already in a negative mindset, you know what I'm saying, then you need to check yourself. Number one, recognize your need for a timeout. See, like I said, 
if your fist is clenched, your face is red, you breathing fast, you see what I'm saying? Tears streaming down your face, you see what I'm saying? You feel like screaming and throwing stuff, it's time for a timeout, dude. It's time for you to shut it down. Request a timeout. You know, you, you just tell somebody, look, I'm done, dude. You know, right now, I am boiling. I'm at the point where I got to take five. You see what I'm saying? This is where you control the, the situation from escalating. Then when you take the time out, use it. Go somewhere and relax and calm down. Take some deep breaths. Take a walk. Take a bath. <laughs> Write in your journal. Pray. Read. Watch TV. Do something. Whatever methods work for you, calm down. Number four, remember what's important. Again, listen, listen, you guys got together for a reason. That's the big picture. Whatever the situation is, is the small picture. Always remember the love first before you go into battle. Resume the conversation. Once you get your mind right, go back in deep. Resume the conversation. You know what I'm saying? But don't resume the conversation until you try those first four. You see what I'm saying? Until you try those first four. You know, all couples eventually experience times of conflict, hurt, and letting each other down. Sometimes the offense is as minor as forgetting a date or failing to run an errand. For some couples, the offense might involve a major betrayal, such as infidelity, addiction, or abuse. Either way, taking time to seek and grant forgiveness can play a powerful role in healing and restoring the relationship. You know what I'm saying? So now, real quick, we're going to talk about six steps for seeking forgiveness and six steps for granting forgiveness. So, you know, right off the bat, when you're seeking forgiveness, admit that what you did was wrong or hurtful. You know what I'm saying? You spent your whole check and ain't pay no bills. Dude, you got to admit that. Try to understand, emphasize with your pain, you know, what you've caused. You know what I'm saying? This is where you got to use that body language and, and, and let it show that uh, you feel in some empathy for what you done done. Take responsibility for your actions and make restitution if necessary. You see what I'm saying? Assure your partner you will not do it again. Again, it's assure, not just say for the 50th time, I'm not gonna do it again. You gotta somehow assure them, apologize, ask for forgiveness, and then forgive yourself. Finally, forgive yourself. See, most people don't forgive themselves. They can forgive everybody else, go through the whole nine, don't forgive yourself. Now you are what they call depressed. And then when you fall into that hole, you in a whole nother, it's a whole nother podcast. Six steps for granting forgiveness. Again, you cannot be a relationship bully. Well, you the person that, you know, you ain't giving the inch, dude. Acknowledge your pain and anger. Allow yourself to feel disrespected. You see what I'm saying? Allow that. Be specific about your future expectations and limits. Give up your right to get even. Let me say that again. Give up your right to get even. This is not. See, this is where 99.9% of humans fail in relationships. Period. Husband, wife, mother, daughter, son, father, son, son. No matter what relate, friends, you forget to give up your right to get even. Everybody want to get even. But insist on being treated better in the future. See what I'm saying? You can insist on being treated better in the future without saying, all right, I'm going to get your butt later. Let go of blame, resentment, and negative and negativity towards the partner. Communicate your act of forgiveness to your partner. Work toward reconciliation when it's safe to do so. Now, here's the big one. Now, we halfway through the show. Like I say, dude, it's been long. Y'all been holding with me, but I'm at the money the challenges of money. 
to join the two individuals is a join of two different orientations of money. Ain't that the truth? May God be the glory. Our early experiences help shape our values about money. Money operates metaphorically in our lives, representing many other things such as security, nutrients, opportunity, trust, and the relationship between dependence and independence. Little wonder then that money is a major cause of conflict and a multi-layered problem for married couples. Okay, so right off the bat, the meaning of money exercise. You know what I'm saying? They don't give you exercises about the meaning of money. You know what I'm saying? The advantage of understanding your partner's money orientation is, is so that you can capitalize on and balance on each other's strength. Prioritize your exercise. You see what I'm saying? Recognize how we can spend and allocate our money so that it helps us discover our new opportunities and priorities. Setting financial goals. That's another exercise. So you know how you set financial goals. Creating a budget. It's another exercise. So, you know, when it gets down to the meaning of money, they got a, a, a it's like about a 16-sentence uh, list where you choose strongly agree, disagree, undecided agree, strongly agree. And so, now again, you know, you can't cut each other's heads off, you know. Uh, I'm just going to give you like about five of the questions on here. I look up to people who have been very successful, very financially successful. I prefer safe investing with a moderate return versus high-risk investing with potentially high returns. I would be uncomfortable putting all my money into a joint account. Money can't buy happiness, but it sure helps. You know, so they're gonna ask you to, you know, put your little one through one through five down, and then you're gonna grade yourself. And at the end of that, your discussion should be: In what ways do you value? Uh, do we value money similarly? And in what ways do we value money differently? And so at the end of that, you're going to do a financial management practice where you're going to put your money where your heart is. And it shows how you think you should be distributing your money. You know, whether it's in housing, groceries, transportation, travel, credit cards, exercise, dining out. It just a lot. See, what we are scared to talk about it most times in a relationship because believe it or not, most relationships, both parties don't want to end it. Because if they did, they would just walk out the house. The argument is the last result in staying together. People that just want to leave, they don't argue, they just walk out the door. So the reason why you don't see that is because most people want to salvage it. It's not until the argument or the disagreement hits a certain point that it's unsalvageable. And so that financial situation is something that needs to be understood and you gotta be truthful. See, when you're not 100, then the other person is not in a relationship with the person they thought they were, because they're in a relationship with the person who's running off at the mouth saying what they're going to accomplish. So just be 100 from the beginning, and you're all good. Financial management, there's going to be a couple discussions where you guys look at each of the categories in the previous exercise, uh, and then you guys start going through it. You know what I'm saying? And so... This is where, you know, do your money habits match your priorities? You know what I'm saying? The one where you put your money where your heart is, this is where you start going through it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a huge advantage to having, you know, financial goals. You know, you want to identify, decide, and decide on your financial goals early. You should have short-term ones and long-term goals. See, as long as you are focused on something, you don't have time to be arguing about something. You know what I mean? At the end of those exercises, you should be, you know, sharing your list with one another. What do they have in common? What are they different? 
decide together as a couple on your common goals, talk about how you can contribute to achieving these goals, revisit them from time to time so you can stay on track. You see what I'm saying? They also have a budget worksheet in here. So you can go through the budget worksheet, kind of help you out if you're living together and kind of, you know, budget your activities. And let me say this, you know, before we get off of this financial, because, you know, it's so important. And again, this is to my fellas out there. It's so important for us to understand the roles. You see what I'm saying? Because women, you see what I'm saying, look at the sexuality, look at the more affectionate part of the relationship. Uh, in a certain way and men look at the financial in a certain way I'm specifically in this moment talking about the financial to my fellas fellas all money is not green do not go into a relationship managing everything that she does by the dollar because I'm telling you right now if she were to do the same to you there is no financial equivalent to bringing your butt back from death. You know, you had the flu, she was there and brought you back. You know what I'm saying? And I could go on and on. So we don't want to get into the tit for tat game. So before you go through that financial, and this is for my guys who wives are housewives as an example, or this is for my six figure guys who wives may not be at the same financial level as they are. You can still do that exercise by understanding what people bring to the table. All right, let's get over here to leisure activities. The dating exercise, this is kind of cute, I liked it. If you want to keep your relationship alive and growing, our best advice is to date your mate. You know what I'm saying? If you date your mate, you won't have a side chick. Date your mate. Tell her to put on a wig, change it up, flip the script. You see what I'm saying? You do something different. Put a suit on. Quit looking so tacky. You know, do something different and date your mate. Dating will help you maintain a friendship, one of the best indicators of a successful long-term marriage. You see what I'm saying? Separately write down your answers to the following questions. Ask, as you think about your life of your relationship, what have been your most favorite dates? What do you enjoy doing together? Sports, hobbies, interests, recreational activities. What are some things you would like to learn or pursue together? You know, some new stuff, cooking, you know what I'm saying? New stuff. Share your answers with each other and brainstorm a combined list of potential dates. Evaluate your combined list and rank them in order. You see what I'm saying? Now pull out a calendar and write down one date a week for the next two months. Just that easy. Sex and affection. Let's keep it moving. The expression of intimacy. This is for my ladies out there because this is where y'all just, oh my God. Emotional intimacy and physical intimacy are closely related. Couples who have a good emotional relationship and feel loved and appreciated have the best physical relationship. Now, my ladies, I know y'all going, what you talking about, hood? Let me tell you something. Most women are concerned about the man's emotional, uh, I would say his status. Where is he at? Is he at level one or ten? He just don't seem focused. He don't seem into it. You know, uh, his libido ain't there. Whatever you want to call it. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, this is your man black. I'm just going to come 100. If he doesn't feel appreciated, if he don't feel respected, if he don't feel like he's the man, I'm telling you, you're going to get a hot and cold situation. Some days he'll be up, some days he'll be down, because you're not the one bringing him up and down. It's life outside the house. In the house, he already knows that he is not the number one. He's not the man of the house. 
So it's not the house. You're getting the after effects of how he feels when he comes into the house. But we want to change that. You know what I'm saying? This, this is about changing that and making people feel wanted, loved, and appreciated. And then, in most cases, you're going to get a better result in the intimacy department. So some couples discussions. What does affection mean to you? Because affection can mean different stuff to different people. How much affection was there in your families growing up? That's going to dictate how you roll. How did you respond to that affection? How did your father show affection? How did your mother show affection? See, again, if you can't even have these conversations, you can't even talk to somebody about how your mother, your father, then it's already a block. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I'm saying that's already letting you know that that's a problem. You know what I mean? It's not, that's not okay. So if you can't openly talk and communicate, then it's a problem. For premarital couples, what was the attitude towards sex in your family? You know what I'm saying? Where did you learn about sex? Have you fully disclosed your sexual history to your partner? If not, why not? Has lack of affection or sexual dissatisfaction ever been a factor for you in a breakup or a relationship? See, these questions you want to talk about before you get married, for married couples. What do you need in order to be in the mood for sex? Just straight out. See what I'm saying? You're not dating. You're not 16. You need to know exactly what you need to do so you can get it done. Do you feel comfortable initiating sex? How often would you prefer or expect sex? What sexual activities do you enjoy? Like I said, some of this stuff, you just got to come straight out and put it on the table. That's this intimacy part. Sharing roles. Oh my God. <laughs> we are so off balance in this department that that's a whole nother show. List your responsibilities and your partner's responsibilities related to the household and the children. Your partner should also separately create the same two lists. For couples who are not sharing a household, complete these lists as things you expect to do in your future household. So put down things you do for the household and things your partner does for the household. Notice they're talking about the household. They ain't talking about your job. They ain't talking about what you do after work. They're talking about at the household. So when you get done with this exercise, after you and each completed your list, compare and discuss it. And just say, any surprises? Are roles mainly divided by interest and skill or by traditional male and female roles? See what I'm saying? Consider for a moment how similar or dissimilar these lists are compared to what is witnessed. And I'm telling you, everybody want to work. Everybody go, I work, I work, I work. Ain't nobody want to take care of the house. Ain't nobody trying to cook. Ain't nobody trying to clean. And if they are, they just doing it for the kids because they have to. The house is usually where the issue is. And so have those discussions. Switching roles exercise. See, now here is where you know if you're going to have a strong relationship or not. Because this, like I said, a lot of this stuff, whether you like it or not, is crucial. So that's why this show has went so long. After you each completed your household task list, plan a day or a week when you can perform each other's household responsibilities. Again, I said household. I didn't say she got to go out and work 12 hours. So see, fellas, don't even start that. You see what I'm saying? We're talking about the house. Spiritual beliefs. Your spiritual journey. And so again, you know, spirituality and faith are powerful dimensions of the human experience. You see what I'm saying? You want to make sure you guys are on the same page spiritually. Again, you don't have to be in the same church. You just got to make sure you're going to church. You see what I'm saying? Or you're not going to church. You know, whatever y'all are doing, Y'all both got to be on the same page with it 
because if not, it's going to be a potential problem down the road. You see what I'm saying? So that's that's just is what it is. Marriage expectations. I can say marriage expectations or relationship expectations because to me, it's the same thing. You see what I'm saying? They the same thing. And so the following statements are common fantasies couples have about marriages. Read them and select the ones you believe are true. Take turns sharing and discussing these with each other. My partner will meet all my needs for companionship. If you if you if I have to ask, it is not as meaningful. Keeping secrets about my past or present is acceptable if it would only cause pain for my partner. My partner's interest in sex will be the same as mine. We will do things just like my family did. I believe I know everything there is to know about my partner. See again, these are all fantasies. And so they want you to circle which ones you think are true. And they got about 15 of them. And then see how your partner feel about what you think. You know, so you guys discuss the statements and you guys kind of go from there. Children and parenting. That's deep. Most people are now in, you know, mixed families. You know what I'm saying? Where you got children by this person, children by that person. I mean, this is the new thing. You know what I'm saying? So... You want to make sure you sit down and talk about your parenting style versus their parenting style. That's especially depending on what age the children are. Uh, my girl told me something again. Like I said, you know, I'm internationally dating. So my girl is from Colombia. And so, you know, in Colombia, I don't know about other parts of the world. They talk straight. You know what I mean? They ain't no round of blood just straight at you. And she told me something kind of blew my head back. Now, this is black, so I'm over 50, and I don't have small children. So it didn't, you know, I, I mean, it still blew my, as you can tell by how I'm talking, I'm still affected by it, because I was just like, what? But she told me I wouldn't date a man that has small kids. I didn't even want to be in a relationship with somebody with kids that I got to take care of, you know, that I got to be involved with, that I got to do something for. I mean, my kids are grown, so she wasn't talking about mine, but she's talking about people that's got five, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, 15, like any age that's in the house. So I asked her, I said, is all women? She said, well, yeah, most, you know, we got kids. You know, we already 10 toes in this. You know what I mean? You can't take care of mine and yours. So I know since let's even getting together if you got them. I was, what? And so the first thing that came to my mind is what if men said that? Well, a whole different, whole different show. But I'm just letting you know how important that conversation needs to be. Because people, for, for, for many different reasons, uh, are just not in a position to deal with kids in the way you may be thinking of it. You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't just mean babies. You know, people say, oh, it's just babies. No, babies is much easier than somebody got a 25, 30 year old. You see what I'm saying? And, and you gotta you gotta pay for their uh, whatever. Or they gotta, you know, they come to stay with you because something happened and they 30 with kids and a whole nother situation. And you may not even have no kids. So, so it's not the age, it's the fact that they are a parent. So you got to talk about parenting styles and, and, and how, you know, you guys going to deal with the fact that y'all got kids. You know, planning a weekly family conference. You see what I'm saying? Uh, you know, where everybody sit down and just, just talk. If you can't do that, you already know you got a problem. You know what I'm saying? If you got a family with everybody in their own room, doing their own thing, having their own situation, that's not a good thing. That just means you are taking a time out from what's about to come down the pipe because y'all are not communicating. Y'all are not on the same page. You see what I'm saying? It's like drinking. You know, you're just hiding that problem behind the bottle. So, so that's a good way to, to, to tell 
how the family is. If everybody come in and go to their own spot, if, if you can't sit down and have dinner, or you can't, it's not enjoyable, it's like a task, then you need to just start working on it. And that's, you know, like I say, step families, traditional families, you know, uh, a little thing about step families, you know, that I would say is you got to choose realistic expectations. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everybody loves their children the same way. And so when you have, you know, children coming in from different situations, you know, it's just humanly expected, you know, to have different feelings. And so you just got to talk about it, you know, make sure you guys have those conversations and keep the children involved. You know, uh, keep them understanding what's going on. Here's a couple myths, just so you know. Because we love each other, the other family members will also love each other. That's a myth. We'll do marriage better this time around. You know, if you already been married before, that's a myth. Our children will feel as happy about this new family as we do. No, that's a myth. The step parents will quickly bond with the children and act like another parent. Nope. We will be able to easily form a new family. No. So, like I said. It's going to give you different examples of stuff to go through that. Mapping your relationship. I thought this was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can map, you know what I'm saying? And when I say by map, look at the closeness between uh, you and your, your partner, the emotional uh, uh, levels between you guys, the flexibility, you know, how you guys are able to uh, work through different issues together. And you can actually, they actually have a formula where you can map out your progress with working together. And so it's pretty cool. That's at the end of the uh, end of the course. So that's that's gonna be pretty cool to see to see couples take. Uh, you know, hopefully I can get through. I haven't even asked uh, my girl about this. I just got it, saw it, you know, like I said, it was like wow. But uh, it's a very extensive as you can see uh, course. It gets into your personality. Again, you know, we all got different personalities we bring into the game. And so people gotta know what your personality is. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's called a personality scope. If people don't know your personality and they fell in love with the person they met at the club or the person they met at work or the person that saved their life or the person, you know, they fell in love for that moment. That's not the person's personality. You see what I'm saying? And so again, this is your man, Black and Belly. Man, this, this has been off the chain. I loved it. There's so much going on. You know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. But I want you guys to take a look and the description, grab this course, take it with you and your girl uh, and your family. And I hope that this helps. This is your man, Black Avelli, coming with another black man over 50, Blackout.
fam, it's your man Black Valley coming to holler at you real quick. It's season five. We got a new commercial we dropping. You know how we get down. And so, man, with season five, it's gonna be a whole new flavor. And so we wanna make sure you're checking us out on IG. All the links is in the description at the bottom of every show so you can keep up with your boy. Make sure you check us out on Facebook. All you gotta do is type in at Blackavelli once you get to Facebook and you coming straight in the back door to your boy. Please, we need you to support our podcast and how you support us most and foremost is with your feedback. Like I said, you can go straight to Anchor. It's got the link right in every podcast to give me straight feedback or you can hit me directly on the email at blackmanover50 at gmail.com and that's coming right to your boy Sally. You gotta check out some of the books we got out. You know, we got the Pepper and Antonio series. It's a whole series. It went ham in 2020. You gotta check out Pepper and Antonio. It is worth it. Follow your boy. We got another paperback. Oh my God, the Black Fits. The Black Fits was off the chain. It just dropped. Just like the Misfits, the Black Fits, a whole nother level. And last but not least, we got the Adventures of Birdie Wordy Lagos. That book was legendary. The paperback went off the chain, hit 500 copies sold in the first month. So check out Birdie Wordy Lagos, straight out of Detroit. Straight with a little Colombian twist. I ain't gonna even tell you the storyline, but that should give you the ingredients of a heck of a, heck of a novel. And so check out Birdie Wordy Lagos. Also, I want you, while you're looking, check out our merch. We got merch coming at you on Gearbubble and several other lines. So you can go to blackmenover50.com. That's our website. Check out all the links. Man, we got NFTs. We got digital portraits. Man, we got all kind of merch. Hats, glasses, shoes. It's going down. Last but not least, we got a couple radio stations that we promote. We got Over the Water Radio. That is legendary. Been going down for about three years. It's hip-hop flavor of all nations. And so you got African hip-hop. You got Colombian Latin hip-hop. You got the American traditional hip-hop. You got hip-hop coming out of China. Check out The Flow. That's Over Water Radio. Check out Gospel Rap Take It Over. For those of you that <laughs> know the traditional gospel music, this is the 808 version. It is the gospel like no other coming straight from the Midwest. We got some West Coast boys in there too. Just follow the station. Check your boy out. Again, this is your boy Black Avelli. Black Man Over 50, Season 5, Blackout. What up, fam? It's your damn black. It's season five. I want to holler at you, man. I want to give a special shout out and thank you. It's been four beautiful seasons and we couldn't have done it without your support. I want you to continue. I've been asked, how can you support the show? The number one way to support our show is with your feedback. We love hearing your voices. Outside of your feedback, we do accept donations. We 
can take them in either way you want to give them. Most of our, uh, most of the places that you can see the podcast, whether it's on Anchor, whether it's on Spotify, they will allow you to leave us donations. You know, we want you to go to Anchor. Anchor is the number one platform. It allows you to do this thing yourself. And so on Anchor, you can leave us the message shout outs as well as the monetary donations. But this is a official thank you to the fam we appreciate all that you've done birdie wordy birdiewordy.com we want to thank you man we would not be where we are without you low so fresh and for y'all that want to know we get so many comments about our beats you know man they like the way we we do the beats on the overlays when that started with no other than Loso Fresh. And so we gotta get homage to the creator. And so we wanna thank you, Loso Fresh. And he also, again, wanna thank the fans. And so we wanna thank you guys that listen to us. Rain, sleet, shine, you know, most of my truck driver buddies out there listen to us on the road. We got international love coming to us everywhere from Spain to Africa. And so we want to appreciate it. Again, this is a thank you, a shout out to the fam. Much love. Blackout.